Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone. Breaking it down, Frank McKay here with really one of the truly great actors out there, and you've seen him in so many series and movies and and everything else, and uh, everything from The Dark Knight Rises, of course, Game of Thrones, his little finger, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, uh, everything you see this man in, uh, you, you stop and say, wow, is that the same guy? You know, he's just terrific at what he does, and it's always great to talk to someone who is very, very good at their craft, Aiden Gillen is here to talk about the second season of Project Blue Book, and that is terrific. And a big reason why is him, but more than that, it's just terrific all the way around. Aiden Gillen, how are you? I'm very good. I'm just trying to uh, recover from that flattering, uh, <laughs> flattering introduction, but I'll, I'll, I'll survive it. I'll survive it. Thank you. Thank you, you. Listen, you hear sure. it all the time. I mean, after Game of Thrones, all of you guys uh, have, have gotten to this different status, and, and uh, you know everyone has admired that show and so forth. But you have so much on your resume that, uh, that points to that. You, you, you really have diversity on there. And, and by the way, Project Blue Book is, uh, is no exception. It really opens up, uh, you know, I, I imagine, your range. Yeah, well, look, I'm having fun with uh, with this character for sure, and I have fun with them all. You know, I'd, I'd like to think I choose wisely, and, you know, over the years, I've definitely tried to switch it uh, and not get too um, backed into a corner with a particular type of character. You know, playing Littlefinger for seven years, although he was, uh, you know, was mischievous and charming, you know, it's seen as a, a villainous role, so you just try and change the, change the channel a little, you know, I deliberately went after someone who was warm and open and fun and just, you know, a good, on the side of good. Um, and yeah, for sure, I've done loads, of, you know, I've done a lot before Game of Thrones. And while it's been nice having that worldwide attention, I've been working as an actor for 30 years. And, you know, it's been a slow and steady uh, track to that point, all of it enjoyable. And, um, you know, I like to think that, uh, you know, all my decisions have been as informed as I could make them, and I, I've worked as hard as I can on all those characters. So, look, you know, I'm glad you're enjoying them. Yeah, well, listen, you've put together an amazing uh, career, but this uh, this second season, uh, I know so many people are anticipating, and it's it's already started, and folks obviously uh, can binge watch uh, everything that's going on uh, with uh, with Project Blue Book. And I imagine there's a, a different niche audience for this than, uh, than you would have had in many of your films uh, and, and TV shows. And I, a lot of folks that are into UFOs and into the paranormal and uh, and conspiracies, uh, they're really zoned in on this and they're really tuned in on that. Uh, do you, do you have to uh, be aware of that, or do you have to ignore that 
in, in order to uh, pull your character straight through? Do you just kind of ignore what's going on in the, uh, you know, all the chat rooms and everything and just do your job? Or, or do you kind of take all of that in? Well, I, yeah, I don't personally because I don't, I'm not on social media. I don't read any of that stuff either um, because it can be quite distracting, um, you know, whether it's good or bad. Uh, I, I try to, you know, avoid it. You want to start believing the. You don't want to believe the bad stuff. You don't want to believe the good stuff. It's just the way it goes. Um, so you know, when we're actually shooting it, we're thinking about the character, the script, the story, what we're doing that day, what we're doing that minute. And um, on a on a larger, uh, you know, the bigger picture is, of course, we want to appeal to the um, to the the UFO enthusiasts. You know, the people who take this stuff very seriously, the people who take the paranormal seriously. You know, that niche, we're not making it specifically for them, but we want it to appeal to them and we want their approval. But our goal is to reach a much wider audience than that, you know. And our showrunners and writers and Robert Zemeckis' company, who, who, who are behind it, you know, they're masters of um, popular entertainment, in particular Zemeckis. You know, he's one of the great American uh, storytellers in film, you know, with, you know, movies like... Uh, the Back to the Future films and Contact and Forrest Gump. You know, he really knows what he's doing with story, script, character. If you don't have that, you don't have anything. And, you know, these are based on real people. He did quite extraordinary and, you know, strange and interesting things. You know, Alan Hynek's career, Hynek is a man who I'm playing. You know, it's quite extraordinary and singular and unusual for a television audience to be discovering So. There you go. Now, let me remind everyone that's just tuning in a little late or turning on their radios a little late. Aiden Gillen, a wonderful actor, uh, you know, from everything from Game of Thrones to Bohemian Rhapsody and uh, hosted uh, um, Other Voices, right? Is that, is that the series? It was just t terrific also. Uh, uh, Peaky Blinders, yeah. uh, another uh, thing that will never leave him. Uh, never, another project, just terrific. But today we're talking about the second season of Project Blue Book, and it is terrific. And Aiden, there's two different ways that, that this could have gone, you know, when, when it originally was... Uh, it was being talked about. It it could have uh, gone in, in a very um, cheeky, silly way, or or could have become a very smart show, which it has. It, and you look at it, and you mention some of the other names that are involved. It is a smart show, and even though you're going to have conspiracy theorists and and uh, and UFO people just kind of ripping it, to, uh, you know, apart and, and and shredding it to see, you know, all the little inaccuracies or this or whatever. It, it really is a smart show, and folks could kind of tune in and, uh, and and really do a little bit of thinking while it goes on. Uh, I, I don't know if that was even talked about when it first came out, but obviously you got to be happy yeah, that it yeah, turned definitely. out that way. I mean, I think the, the idea always was, was for it to have that dual appeal, you know, for it to be true to uh, the science, you know, to be true to the actual reports that it's based on and um, the culture of ufology, but also to have a, a broad appeal. You know, this is something that was done before, I guess, with uh, the film Close Encounters of the Third Kind. You know, it was a, a huge film um, in its time, but they treated the subject very seriously and uh, also employed, you know, every technical trick that they could and, in and innovated, you know, special effects to... Um, realize you know to realize these this vision in such a stunning way and it's a film that's 
uh, was a huge film for me growing up and um, still is. I, I watch that film, you know, every few years, and it still blows my mind. Um, so, but you know, it was a massive popular entertainment as well. So the idea was to make it fun, make it entertaining, but for it to be serious and um, technically uh, assured and accurate as well. Um, you know, we want people to have fun. It's not it's not to be like a, a boring science, you know, scientific historical artifact. You know, we wanted to appeal to the here and now, and you know, while being set in the 1950s, but you know, that's a period people love. You know, people love the uh, nostalgia of America in the 1950s. Well, listen, uh, congratulations not only on the second season of Project Blue Book, but on everything else that you've done. I, you've already said you don't deal with social uh, social media, but uh, give us a website or, or somewhere people can kind of follow along with what you're doing. You, you asking me? I don't yeah. know. You don't have a website? I don't have or, one. You, wow, no kidding. All right, so uh, listen, Google, everyone no. should Google Project Blue Book and just uh, binge watch it and everything with Aiden Gillen. But Aiden, congratulations on everything yeah. you're doing. The Russians have some good websites on me. I've heard of this. <laughs> like, I'm not even sure what they're called. Look it up. Russia. Way to go. Hey, good luck with everything. Congratulations. <laughs> okay. Take care. All right, Aiden. see you. Thanks. Aiden Gillen. Aiden Gillen, everyone has been our very special guest and you know his work from Peaky Blinders a man who could care less about social media and websites obviously and uh, you know kind of old school if you think about it but Game of Thrones he played Littlefinger for seven years and uh, and Bohemian Rhapsody he was in that and other voices The Dark Knight Rises I mean he's got a resume uh, a mile long I always say it, but for him for sure uh, just uh, absolutely amazing uh Aiden Gillen has been our very special guest, and you know, hopefully, we can get him back for a little bit uh, longer of time. But his 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 subject today was Project Blue Book, and again, it's uh, it focuses on Area 50, uh, 51 and uh, and Roswell and everything in and around uh, there, and uh, you know, just a uh, smart show, and it's definitely worth checking out. And like I said, it could have been cheesy, or it could have been uh, it, it could have been smart, and, and they went this direction. He mentioned Robert Zemeckis uh, as, as being a part of this, and yes, uh, he, you know, he is and a big part of it, and usually if, uh, if, if Robert has something to do with it, it usually turns out pretty smart. Uh, you know, he mentioned um, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and I kind of thought of that when I looked into Project Blue Book. They kind of go that route. And, and that's terrific. And he's right. I, I watch that every couple of years. And I just saw it just recently, and it was absolutely terrific. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. Aiden Gillen has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone. 
to breaking it down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, Dr. Brian Boxer Wachler is our very special guest. Uh, uh, and more informally, Dr. Brian is uh, is the author of of a great book, and it's a, a, a must get for uh, for everyone. Uh, it's uh, called Influenced: Impact of Social Media on Our Perception. And uh, who better to talk to than Dr. Brian himself? Dr. Brian, how are you? I'm doing great, Frank. Thanks for thanks for having me. Well, congratulations! You're getting rave reviews. Everyone that's got a uh, uh, got a peek at this is raving, and I'm ordering one. I'm ordering two, actually, uh, one for myself and one for uh, someone who's been complaining about just this. This has become a uh, a pretty common uh, concern, uh, I think, uh, among parents especially. Mm-hmm. It is. Social media is not going away. It's just getting bigger. And we're seeing for the first time um, teenagers saying, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be an influencer. And so this is a real issue, almost like a 911 situation among a lot of Americans. And that's why I wrote the book Influenced, so people can see the warning signs of social media, but also how to positively navigate it. And even if somebody does want to become an influencer, how to do that in a responsible way, not just for your audience, but for you personally in your own life. Did you start out writing a a, a different book or let me word it this way uh, how much different is the book than how you intended it to be when you originally thought of it it really did morph because originally i was just researching a book on social media and then in the beginning of the pandemic my daughters who were 14 at the time said to me dad there's some really good doctors on tiktok and we think you'd be great if you want we can get you started and help and i said well as long as you don't make me dance, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> so um, I quickly found my niche in terms of calling out health information videos as being like not true or CAP, C-A-P and Gen Z lingo, or being true. And so people then relied on me to ask what videos that had been going viral if they were accurate or not. And that's really how my platform blew up to having over 3 million followers on TikTok. And, uh, but at the same time, as I'm now also involved directly in this book that I'm researching, I'm falling prey to its own issues that I was researching. So I was also becoming influenced and eventually because of all that dopamine, um, you know, deluge like addiction, uh, it's like you get that hit when you're watching a video or you've made a video that's gone viral and you just get that dopamine percolating in your brain and that's the same reason that people get addicted to drugs sex and gambling it's the same with social media and actually unbeknownst to me i had become addicted and i wasn't even aware of it uh dr brian is there a is there an equivalent a comp uh historically with social media addiction uh and and again uh, let's even think about the 50s or the the 70s uh, I would think that this is more severe, and I'll let you answer it. You've studied it. I haven't. That this is more severe because it's so accessible. And, uh, you know, if you say TV, I mean, TV's there or whatever, but, I mean, it's, it, it is what it is. Uh, this is. This is different, and there's, there's all access. Uh, is there a historical comp? 
Not not to this degree, because having the thing that you're addicted to, like if you someone was addicted to gambling, I mean, they had to usually be in a casino, right? And once you're out of the casino, you're not in that environment. But here you've got your phone with you constantly. So the source of addiction that's giving you the dopamine, like the drug, quote unquote, is always there. So this is, a, I think, a bigger issue than anything we've ever seen before with other types of addictions. And that's why addiction is not just a teen or child thing. 21% of adults admit to being addicted to social media. So this is an everybody issue. And if this problem could affect me as a doctor, it can affect you. Uh, and I'll, I'll ask this very, very carefully because uh, information or lack of information or too little information is a dangerous thing. And I've always, uh, always heard and always mean in the last few years that uh, there are a lot of suicides that uh, that could be tied back to social media because everyone sees the positives of everyone else and they assume that their life is is, is much worse than everyone else's because of this. Uh, first of all, is that true? And if it is, to what degree are we seeing something like this? It's, it's true to the degree that there are mental health um, issues and challenges that have resulted from social media, particularly with teens and kids. Um, and you're right, there's a lot of curation of what's being presented. And now there are some really good influencers, and I interviewed, I interviewed all good influencers for the book, and there's some that particularly, um, there's one, her name is Spencer Barbosa, and she's great because she is showing herself as she is, uh, not with filters, a lot of times not with makeup, and she's a great inspiration, for example, for, for teen girls because she's not presenting this curated image and she's very much um, body positive and a great influence. So there are some good influencers, but I think there's also some that, um, without them even realizing it, they're, they're leading to unintended effects uh, with their followers. I, I'm always hesitant to ask for predictions, but uh, what do you imagine we'll be seeing in, in five years from now, ten years from now, regarding social influence and social media? Uh, well, I'm hoping that people can learn how to live better with it, um, as I eventually did, getting over my social media addiction. So now I have a good relationship with social media. And that's why I wrote the book, to give people those tools, because I think there's no other resource that can help people. It's just spiraling out of control, and it's currently spiraling out of control for so many, so many Americans. So it's a little bit of a 911 situation. And I'm really hoping that, you know, people through the book, Influenced, are able to see those warning signs and be able to learn to coexist with social media because it's not going away. It's only going to get bigger. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's it's disturbing. And at the at the same time, it's something we, we have to deal with and and we have to look past, uh, you know, anything that is. Uh, is uncomfortable about it as far as talking with the uh, the kids and our, our young people and, and our friends, our peers that are addicted. It's it's simply not just uh, kids. I mean, I know adults that just can't that just can't stop themselves and uh, they they just uh, they can't go. What else should we know about the book? Congratulations, by the way, uh, once again on on a great book. And uh, and before you uh, we let you go, make sure you leave us uh, with a, a social media site or a website where we can follow along with what you're doing. 
So you can find me on any of the platforms, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, just putting in my name, Brian Boxer-Walkler, or some combination, uh, and you'll, you'll find me there as well. And then also on Amazon, of course, because the book's available on Amazon and everywhere uh, you get books. Well, Dr. Brian, I, I appreciate everything that you're doing and saying, and your reputation precedes you. Thank you very much for being here. My pleasure, Frank. Thanks again for having me. Dr. Brian Boxer-Wackler has been our very special guest. And his book is called Influenced, The Impact of so Social Media on Our Perception. And uh, it's, a, you know, it's a good one. Um, Frank McKay here, much more importantly. Uh, Dr. Brian has, uh, has uh, you know, written, uh, uh, you know, what some people are saying is the quintessential book on the subject of, of social media uh, addiction. And, uh, you know, he gets into the need for an inter intervention. And, you know, a lot of people um, that deal with addiction. And again, it's, I, I chuckle there for a second. But I mean, listen, it's it's an addiction. It could be an addiction. And, and if... Uh, if it's doing irreparable harm, we you know need to uh, need to address it, and you know it's just when you when you think about drugs, alcohol, you know gambling or sex or or whatever, um, you don't usually think of social media in the same context. But let's let's face it, I mean, there are people that are that are struggling with these other things that because of social media, uh, it's. Uh, it's acting, or the social media, the Facebooks, the uh, the Twitters, the uh, Instagram, and and the uh, uh, TikToks uh, are acting as a uh, as as a gasoline can and uh, and dumping it on to uh, to to reignite or or to further uh, ignite all these other uh, problems that uh, different people have. So anyway, you got to take it seriously. Uh, once again, Dr. Brian Boxer-Wackler is his name, and he's a social media um, expert in, in how uh, addiction has cre uh, crept into the social media world. And I don't know if it's crept into it, it's just, it's, it's been there, I guess, all along. And his new book has to do with struggling with the so social media addiction and the need for an intervention. Influenced is the name of it. The impact of social media on our perception. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking it down, Frank McKay here with a man who's seen a lot of history in his life. A very talented guy, and he's uh, a member of Shanana, but so much more than that. And it just occurred to me. I, I wonder if he's the only 
person to play the original Woodstock who is an Ivy Leaguer. If he's the only Ivy Leaguer to perform on that stage, it'd be interesting. Jocko Marcelino uh, is... Uh, again, constantly active. Uh, you, you know him uh, as an actor. You know him as a performer. Uh, of course, uh, the the latest uh, is a 30-year anniversary of the National Ugly Sweater Day. And, and uh, of course, Jocko's uh, chiming in there. And the uh, Ugly Christmas Sweater song is a, is a must-get. Everyone's got to get it. And, again, he's played in front of 20,000 Girl Scouts. And he's played in front of uh, Woodstock opening for Hendrix, if you think about it. But think about that. Is Jocko Marcelino the only Ivy Leaguer to play Woodstock? Jocko, how are you? Good, Frank. Uh, well, it, we all were from the Ivy League. The, uh, the lineup of the guys at Woodstock, there were 12 of us at the time. We were all Columbia College, Columbia University students. Well, well, well so Shanana, other than Shanana, I don't think anyone else could say that. That's uh, I never thought of that, but that's amazing. I think you're right there. Wow, I mean, just think about it. And uh, and how old were you? Were you 19 years old at the time? Yeah, well, it was it was our eighth public gig, and we were very thankful and grateful to uh, for Jimi Hendrix to step up for us because we were at a club in Hell's Kitchen, New York, and the last night we were there before it got shut down. Hendrix brought some people down to see us. He had been there a couple of nights and did what we did. And uh, they were the promoters of Woodstock. So we got booked that night, and we're grateful to Jimi Hendrix. And he saved us again because we spent the whole weekend trying to get on. But, you know, everything was up in the air. And then Sunday night, we were trying to get a slot. And the stage was sinking, the electrical problems. And they said, Jimmy, go on and close the show. But that was his deal. He said, no, there are some acts that have been hanging out here and deserve to get a shot. So we went on right before Jimmy, Monday morning. We did our 40-minute set, and they grabbed at the hop and put it in the film. And it was unbelievable for an act that, you know, just started. And it was a great performance it was a uh, oh my god i i'm sure you had no idea what what it would turn into over the years and you know when the movie came out and and you know documentary uh it was just so uh, uh iconic uh, did you have any idea while you were performing there how big a deal this was well yeah we by then you know we had seen the, the front page of the new york times with the big aerial shot we knew that the world was listening and you know it was a bunch of kids college kids working kids all hanging out and and that thing could have really been a disaster but there was a lot of cooperation between all the attendees the people who ran the show and the local people you know there were just ladies just making sandwiches to feed the kids and police officers making sure everybody was safe it was a pretty extraordinary uh, event that just came together with good vibes, as it were, and as they say in those days. You know, I, I mean, just a, you've been a participant and a witness to history in many different ways. I, you know, I, I didn't even mention some of your film and TV credits. I'll just give a quick list. Veronica Mars, NYPD, Grease. 
right? You're talking about iconic Grease and Rain Man, Ali McBeal. Uh, what you know, honestly, what a career! You have to look back. You have to be very proud of what you've done. And uh, again, uh, a, a lot of all all the props in the world going out to you, Jocko. All right, Frank. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's been it's been fun, and I've had success on my own and with Shanana in different mediums. You know, of course, you talk about the documentary of Woodstock. We were also in the movie Grease, which is the biggest selling musical of all times. And we had more songs on the soundtrack than any other artist. Grammy-nominated soundtrack. Yeah, just, so it's, it's been great. And it still stands up today. 100%. Uh, listen, absolutely great. Uh, tell us about your latest. Tell us about the Ugly Sweater song and, and how did it come about? Well... I kept on seeing how to the forefront this ugly Christmas sweater thing was, you know. You see pop-up stores at the mall. It's all, <laughs> all online. So I wrote this a couple of years ago, and uh, and it reminded me I had an aunt and uncle who uh, always would break out their sweaters, but then they were, were ugly, and we all thought it was ugly, and they thought it was cool. And I just remember the smell of mothballs was, you know, overtaking the smell of... Uh, the Christmas tree, because <laughs> they had their ugly sweaters on. Yeah. But now it's it's chic, it's hip. Their ugly sweater parties everybody has, and uh, we wrote an anthem that I, I think people will enjoy. Just uh, listen, it's it's a big deal. The ugly sweater day. I mean, people have them. Actually, they have them even uh, e- even during the year, uh, not Christmas time, but for the most part, it's a Christmas thing. And again, the 30th anniversary. It's a very fun uh, fun time. But the 30th anniversary of National uh, Ugly uh, Sweater and and the song, like you said, is uh, is, is the uh, is the anthem. I know a lot of people are waiting to talk to you. Can you can you give us uh, give us a little something? Uh, to follow along with you. Are you on social media? Are you on, uh, do you have a website for yourself and for the band? Uh, com, and then it, it hooks you to other things that are with it. Uh, where's the best way to get the song? How do how do people best purchase the song? You go. You can go through our uh, website or go through Pat, we're on Pat Boone's Gold Label. Pat Boone's Gold Label. But you can find it if you Google away. Uh, listen, Jocko, uh, n- not only Merry Christmas, but congratulations on an amazing career. Uh, not bad from a, uh, for a kid from Quincy, uh, home of two presidents, <laughs> uh, the birth, birthplace of two presidents. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, n- not bad looking back. I was going to be the third, but <laughs> I went a different direction. There's still time. Hey, people are, people are getting uh, elected <laughs> later in life. There's still time. You got my vote, Jocko. Jocko Marcelino, thank you very much right. for being here. Thanks, Frank. Have a great one. Be you, safe. you too. To everyone out there, Jocko Marcelino has been our very uh, special guest, and what a career he's had. And, and again, witness to history, participant in history, and he's right, the whole band of Sean and uh, uh, Ivy Leaguers. And if you... If you think about what was going on at that time, the last thing in the in the world you would think of is anyone uh, being on that. So actually, you don't think of Shanana as uh, being at Woodstock, uh, but they were, and they made it. You know, they made it to the uh, to the film, which was a big big deal. But they went on right before Hendrix, 
and he gives uh, he gives a proper credit to Hendrix, and I've heard that before, that Hendrix was uh, was insistent that the other bands get on because they've been hanging out and waiting, and he played to an empty crowd. Well, relatively speaking, there's still a lot of people there, but nothing like the uh, the the other bands, Alvin Lee, and and some of the other bands that Woodstock played to. Uh, Hendrix uh, had that iconic performance where he did Star Spangled Banner and Purple Haze and uh, again people forget Sha Na Na opened for Hendrix right before right before Hendrix went on Jocko and the other guys went on 19 years old if you think about think about it just an amazing an amazing moment and you just don't think about it but uh, he and and the band Sha Na Na has had uh, just an incredible an incredible run, an incredible career. They had a, a TV show, and uh, and they had ninety seven episodes on, and it was uh, it, you know again it just uh, they have put together an amazing career. They were in Greece, uh, you know. He mentioned Rain Man, and you think of the dichotomy there, uh, the difference between uh, those two films, and he's appeared in both of them. And uh, just uh, really, just an amazing thing. I mentioned Quincy, Massachusetts. I, it's the home hometown. I just noticed that he was from Quincy, and I'm thinking, who's from Quincy? And I was like, yeah, the Adams, uh, John Adams, John Quincy Adams, uh, were both born in Quincy, Massachusetts, and uh, so was Jocko, Jocko Marcelino, and you know started uh, started as as the drummer, and 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 went on to do so much more, and did a lot of uh, frontman work, and everything else but uh, you know I didn't even get into what was going on at at uh, Columbia at the time uh, he probably was there during the riots and it would have been a, a fascinating uh, fascinating conversation there but again uh, by his record uh, the ugly Christmas sweater song is uh, is his latest he wrote it a couple of years ago and again a guy who's played in front of 20,000 Girl Scouts and, and and played at Woodstock in front of Hendrix. Uh, you can't really think of uh, of putting a, a career together that uh, that would would play out like that. Really, an amazing an amazing uh, career if you think about it. And you just never you, you never think of like I said, Sean Anna being a Woodstock band, but they were a Woodstock band, and they were right before Hendrix. Uh, great career for this guy. He sounds like a great guy. Uh, Jocko Marcelino, first time I'm speaking to him. And by the song, uh, a good song, a fun song, uh, Ugly Christmas Sweater. And it's, uh, again, in celebration of the 30th anniversary of, uh, of National Ugly Sweater Day. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone 
to breaking it down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, a wonderful actress and uh, her credits. We'll talk about them as 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 she leaves us, when she leaves us. She's got a lot of people waiting to talk to her. But we're here to talk about Ordinary Joe, which is a great, great show. It's uh, it you know just think of what if before you start watching it. And uh, it's a smart show. It's a unique show. Um, you know, NBC has a, a just a home run on their hands. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, everybody should be watching it. And a big reason why is Natalie Martinez. Natalie, how are you? Good. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, listen, g- give us a rundown uh, for those listeners who haven't seen it yet. They're certainly missing out. But uh, give us a rundown of the show. Yeah. So Ordinary Joe is a show about choices. You know, and how sometimes what you do in a single moment can change everything. So when you make a choice in life, it usually shuts down all the other options. And you never get to see the road not taken. But in this show, you do. Did you, upon seeing either a script or uh, whatever, a treatment, whatever they showed you and uh, it, of, of the show, did you immediately get intrigued by it? Because the second I heard about it... I was I, I was blown away by the concept and absolutely loved it. Did it take you a while for it to hit you or did it hit you right away? Oh, man. I mean, I think it's one of the things when you hear a concept like that, um, uh, there's a few reasons why I gravitate to it. One, it was a great script. It was created by amazing people, and I love the cast that was already casted in it. And two, you know, it's something that I think about all the time. I mean, there's definitely points in my life that I look back and I was like, wow, if I would have done that, my life would have changed completely. So I thought that was interesting. And three, as an actress, like how great and a media of a role is it to be able to play the same character, but in three different lives? Because some of these choices we make usually kind of changes our personality in a way because it changes the trajectory of our life and we experience different things. Yeah, that to me, uh, and I'm not an actor, I'm not in the business, I'm not in that business. Uh, but that to me it seems so complicated what, uh, what what you folks are doing and and uh, it, you know the fact you, you said it yourself uh, doing uh, doing the same character in this in, in three different uh, situations uh, have you done anything like that in your life uh, is there anything that uh, that you've ever been part of that kind of uh, employs that technique no, this is very this is very unique in that sense. You know, I've never I've I personally have never played something where I've had these like little, you know, changes in each character and I'm essentially playing the same one. I mean, we go through three three different hair changes, um, three different types of outfits and personalities and jobs and situations. You know, each character is going through uh their own their own thing in each life you know we're essentially the same person in this show we're essentially the same person up to college and after those decisions were made it showed you how it changed the trajectory of our lives yeah just uh, again a unique uh concept i'm sure people listening to it for the first and we've had other cast members on uh from it and you you mentioned uh the you know seeing the cast for the first time or we're hearing about the cast and then you know uh being asked to join uh, knowing what you're walking into you got to give a lot of credit and i've been saying this a lot lately but you have to give a lot of credit to the casting folks here they did one hell of a job uh chemistry looks good did you did you notice anything uh about the cast that's um uh, you know that's similar, uh, and, and it's a network too, right? You know, it's, it's a, this is a different situation than uh, than much of the uh, the the other programming that we're watching. Is, is there a big difference 
cast-wise and how they interact on a network show as opposed to, uh, uh, you know, some of the other independent outlets that, uh, that you've been part of? Oh, I mean, you know, that one of the things is that you're right. They do deserve a lot of credit, casting directors. I mean, casting directors, people don't realize, are, are, are choosing, you know, these people who are playing and that the characters that we fall in love with so much. And it's about picking the right person for that. And I think we have such a diverse cast in a way where, you know, we we deal with so many things that I think they, were, they did a great job. And I think the show really kind of showcases that a lot. Um and yeah, seeing them, you know, I was a big fan. And also the show, I'm, I'm such a good, it was such a good read that I was just really, really excited to be a part of it. The, the character you play is, uh, is Amy. Uh, give, give everyone a little rundown uh, of what she's about and, and what, what you think of the character and where the character can go. Well, Amy is, you know, Amy, I think what you can notice about her, she is, She's a person who searches for her truth and try to be honest and true as true as she can be. And she's someone who sees the best in people. And in each life you see her just want to push for being the best and doing the best and just being the, the most true to yourself. And that's one of the things I really, really appreciated about her um, is the fact that, you know, she she's out there trying in whatever circumstances that comes her way. And in life, we have a lot of different circumstances. It's the, it's the way how you react to them and the decisions you make that really kind of change things. Are you more or less optimistic than Amy is? Well, I I would say kind of the same, you know, but I think Amy as well just really, really sticks to her guns about things, you know, which is kind of amazing. But I think we have a lot in common in that way. You have a lot going on, and before we let you go, like I said, a lot of people uh, waiting to uh, talk to you. It's a, just a great show. Congrats on that. Uh, but let, let's talk about the uh, the rest of your year. You got you got some things coming up. Uh, Reminiscence sounds terrific, and that's with you, Jackman, and uh, and, and you got a couple of things. Let me uh, let me ask you what the rest of your year year looks like, and and I know as far as shooting and different things like that, it. it could depend on COVID or different outbreaks, but uh, tell us what you know about the rest of your year. Well, uh, you know, we're still shooting Ordinary Joe. Right now we're shooting episode nine out of 13. So there's definitely more uh, more work to be done. We'll be shooting till the end of the year. Um, and then Reminiscence came out in September, sorry, August. So that is out right now. And that was such a great thing to be a part of and just work with Hugh Jackman and Lisa Joy, which is amazing. Um, and be a part of that story. But, uh, but yeah, this rest of the year, I'm going to finish out Ordinary Joe and possibly have a song come out. Oh, no kidding. Oh, you're, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, uh, possibly have a song come out. Uh, you don't have a, a, a set date or anything like that. So we'll have to, we'll have to follow you on social media to know uh, yes. when that comes. Listen, congratulations on all your success. Your work as, as an actress is absolutely, absolutely terrific. And, and you, you deserve congrats on that. Uh, but thank you for being here. But before you go, give us a website or a social media site where we could follow along with your music as well. I'm usually more active on Instagram. So if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me at I am Natalie Martinez. That's I am Natalie Martinez. Listen, thank you very much for being here. Once again, congrats on Ordinary Joe. It's absolutely terrific. Thank you. Natalie Martinez, everyone, has been our very special guest, Ordinary Joe. We've had different folks from this show on. It's, uh, yeah, unique concept. And, and I would imagine 
uh, as I, I'm a non-actor, right? But I would imagine that it's a uh, it, it's a unique um, role to play. Not only is it uh, you know a, a a different type of show, but you, you have to you have to do three different scenarios. They do like a what if type of. I, I don't want to spoil. It. If if you're interested, check it out. I think you'll you'll enjoy it. But it is uh, it is something that uh, I think a lot of people uh, will find intriguing and. Um, I, you know, look, you know, people have different opinions on, on different things. It's always interesting to see what the networks go with over Netflix. Uh, because you, you really, uh, you, you, for the most part, can't tell the difference between a network show and a, a, a Netflix show nowadays or a Hulu show. The production level is, is good on both. But this is an NBC show, and you would think that there's a bigger budget. You would think that there's a there's a different type of protocol. Obviously, the cursing or the, the nudity doesn't exist there. That would be in in a Netflix show, but it's uh, it, it's always interesting for for me to see what the uh, what the networks are are, are bringing on, and um, in in ordinary Joe, it's uh, you know hey listen it's uh, it's it, it's it, definitely check it out check out a, a, an episode. Uh, episode or two, uh, if uh, I think you'll like it. Uh, we we had Charlie uh, Barnett on from uh, you know from this cast, and we had you know a couple other folks on. But you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, um, they're uh, they're excited about it over there. They keep pushing it, and, and so many different people from the uh, you know the fr from the show have contacted me about uh, you know about various things. Uh, they're going to get hyped, you know. They're going to get hyped, and and for good reason. It's clever. It's uh, it's it's well done. It's well written, and you know. Listen, we're going to see how it goes. We're going to see how it goes. But Natalie Martinez has been our uh, latest guest from the show, and uh, you know we'll keep introducing you to to cast members, and hopefully, hopefully, uh, ho hopefully it takes off for for all their sake. Uh, I think it is. Right. I mean, they're they're, uh, you know, about to finish their 13th. Well, they're on the ninth episode uh, uh, from what Natalie said, but they're going to do 13 and we'll see where they go for there. I'd be shocked if it doesn't get picked up again. It's uh, it's clever. And they usually, you know, they don't dive into something for a, uh, a, a one season and uh, and then dump it right away. I, I think this is going to be a show that's going to be on for a long time. Very well done. Natalie Martinez, wonderful actress. Check her out and so many other things that she's been in. She uh, did the movie. I thought it was coming out. I didn't know. But Hugh Jackman, uh, Reminiscence is the name of it. So check that out. I'll, I'll have to check it out as well. Natalie Martinez has been our very special guest. And you can check her out on NBC's Ordinary Joe. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on breaking it down he's breaking it down so you don't have to this is breaking it down with frank mckay on 1071 wlirfm hampton bays with everything you have on your plate earning your degree online seems impossible but at grand canyon university we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.